going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from thedisciplerproject.net, here with another great episode of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that's here to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. It is the fall season. I do love it so. And uh, my, my tradition this year is to try all the new uh, Blizzard flavors from Dairy Queen. And I have to recommend uh, Pecan is one of my favorites, Pumpkin. And last night I had the Sea Salted Toffee, and it was delicious. So I don't know what your traditions are, but that's a new tradition for me. I'm just going to gonna try all the blizzards at Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh, man, I hope you're doing great, and I hope you're ready for a great episode. I hope that you will be encouraged by this episode because it is about leadership. If you have questions about youth ministry or about the podcast or you just need a tip or a trick or an idea, let me give you my phone number. It's 205-260-7229. Say, Paul, why are you giving out your phone number? It's real simple. I want to eliminate the friction uh, that it would be for you to be able to contact me. So if you get something from these episodes, you say, Paul, I have a question about this particular episode, or how did you do this? Well, then I would like you to be able to text me or call me or leave me a message, and then I'll maybe include your question in a future episode. So if you'd like to do that, you can hit me up, 205-260-7229. Just don't make it weird, okay? Just don't make it weird. Don't send me spam or things like that. This episode is brought to you by Youth Ministry Coaching, which I call the Ministry Minded Coaching Group, where twice a month you can hang out with me for 90 minutes a session and be able to just walk through whatever it is you're working on. It could be something that you're going through in your personal life. It could be something that you're going through in ministry life. It could be something that uh, an idea you have and say, how do I make this happen? Uh, you may have purchased my the, the Disciple Project Outreach Manual and say, Paul, I need some help in executing this. Be glad to do it twice a month, 90 minutes a session, and you can hang out with me and maybe we can do it in community if there are several of you that want to uh, be able to sign up or maybe you want to sign up your whole team and say, hey, Paul, talk with my team. I got three adults and me and I'd be happy to talk to your team. And listen, there's no long term commitment. The commitment is, look, the minimum commitment you can make is one month for one month, two sessions. You may have a very short term issue that you're you're dealing with you say look i just need some some answers here that i need to work through or you can go as long as three months or six months and say paul we need some long-term guidance for our youth ministry we're looking to be successful we want to make disciples we want to execute well we want good team training and if you're looking for those kinds of things then the ministry minded coaching group is going to be for you so i'm going to put a link down in the show notes and you can check it out for yourself i've had several uh, youth workers that I've coached over the years say, Paul, if I hadn't talked to you, I would have already quit youth ministry. And on the other end, I've actually been able to help youth workers get clarity on when it was time to leave youth ministry. What, you know, I helped them work through the process and ask some very hard questions. And they decided, okay, I'm done. This is this is where I need to go. I need to go in a different direction. So regardless of what you're working through, I would love to work with you. It's nothing better than walking with somebody through an issue, through a problem, to get a, a sounding board, another ear, a shoulder to cry on, whatever it is you need, I want to be able to walk you through that process because I want you to stay in youth ministry for as long as you want to stay in it. And I want you to be effective in it. And I want you to build a successful youth ministry so more kids will come to Christ and more kids will commit themselves to long-term faithfulness to the Lord. And if I can help you do that, then please hit the link down in the description below and we'll start building a successful youth ministry together. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. And 
if you haven't been listening to the news or sports news in particular, John Gruden, who was a longtime fixture uh, for Monday Night Football and a uh, football coach and even won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, recently resigned over uh, a, a span of about seven years of emails where he used language that was racist and homophobic. And it was just time for John Gruden to go. And and I've you know, it's a terrible thing. You know, we've, you know, you may have been in an experience where you've seen pastors have to step down because they've said things or done things that are, are just against the very nature of their role in their job. And John Gruden, you know, his role is to be a coach and to coach men and many of them young men and to, uh, you know, win football games. Uh, but not only that, but to have the opportunity to build character into these men of any age uh, and being that figure that would pass on not just football knowledge, but life knowledge. And it just seems like John Gruden didn't care. He, he just wanted to live his life how he wanted to live his life. And eventually this all caught up to him, uh, especially in the age in which we live. Uh, and you still do those things. You, you know, it's not going to work out well for you. And it did not work out well for John Gruden. But I don't want to talk about John Gruden. I want to talk about a response I saw to John Gruden's resigning. And it was from Brandon Staley, who's the coach for the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. And Brandon Staley stated, he says, because it's a sacred mantle for someone to call you a coach or call you a leader. And, you know, he's talking about the importance of the role of a coach or being a coach or being a leader. And to, to be able to do what John Gruden did and using this language and, and putting it in these emails, by the way, it's, it was wrong the first day he did it. It wasn't wrong because he got caught. He was wrong because he did it. The first day you do it, it's wrong. And so Brandon Staley is saying, look, it's, it's saddening for him because it's sacred. It's sacred for somebody to call you a leader. It's a sacred responsibility when somebody refers to you as a pastor. And now listen, I have been an imperfect leader, pastor most of my life, and I've always treasured the trust people have given me. I'd like to think that I've lived up to that trust, but most of the time, but listen, if you're a leader or a coach or a pastor of any kind, my advice to you is to run from anything that would sully the trust people have put in you because your ability to lead is based on that trust. Leadership is a privilege, not a right. You're not entitled to lead, regardless of what school you've gone to, regardless of your degrees, regardless of your pedigree, regardless of any of those things. You're never entitled to lead. You are gifted leadership by the trust of others. You lead people because people trust you, and that trust is earned every day. You must live by example the things you espouse no matter how imperfectly. Any attitude that diminishes another person because of their race or gender or sexual orientation must go because you have been called to lead whomever God has put in your charge. Whoever walks into that youth room, regardless of whatever, whatever it may be, you have a responsibility to lead. You have a responsibility to be the example. And many times, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, where we use things like sarcasm or you know, we get full of ourselves and we say something from the front that we shouldn't say, or we become prideful, whatever that may be. It's, it's something we have to, as leaders, look at and say, you know what, because I'm a leader, there is no room for that. And if you have been taking your leadership and influence lightly or treating with contempt, let me, uh, let me advise you to repent. Leadership is, according to John Maxwell, influence. If you're a leader, 
you will influence others for good or for ill. Being an influencer in today's terms means having the ability to sway opinion or sell goods and services. And this is such a, a low bar definition. Influence does not have to be loud. It can be reserved or quiet. You don't need a Twitch channel, a microphone, or a title to be an influencer. You need character. Think of family members or teachers or bosses that you've had that have influenced what you do and who you are. I bet the greatest lessons you've learned from them uh, was not by spoken word. It was things you observed about their life and their character where you said inside of you, I want that quality to be in my life. And you were influenced by it. How you live in the real world and online consistently amplifies the message of who you are at your core. I think of the influence I have had as a father, a friend, a minister, a writer, a coach, a podcaster, a YouTuber. And you know what? It scares me some days. There are days I think to myself, you know, what if this would crush somebody? You know, they've given me trust and now I've done something stupid that would cause people to question me or to simply uh, say in themselves, oh, look, there's the, another one, you know, bites the dust there. You know, I mute and censor myself uh, and, and say, look, there's things I'm not going to say. I'm not going to make, you know, episodes, uh, uh, you know, around politics or around things that are divisive because I think it's, there's plenty, plenty of people can do that. I'm not going to do that because I believe in the calling of youth pastor and that I want to keep on message to keep you that are listening saying, look, I want to, I want consistency. I want to, I want to talk about, you know, my, what my role is, what my job is and how to do a better job at it. And that's why I keep Proverbs 10, 19 in my arsenal all at all times. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. That's, that's just rule of thumb for me. I can't just, I can't use my freedom as Paul says, you know, to go and do what I want to do. I use my freedom to stay on message, to encourage youth workers. My freedom is tempered by the responsibilities I have to God and to others to live right for the sake of Christ. Another verse that keeps me from going off the rails is from Luke 17, 2. And Jesus says, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And I learned that one early on because I said, look, I don't, I don't want to be the, the result or the, the person that brings about a terrible result for a young person because I lived my life poorly. And the words of the Apostle Paul is another verse that I have in my arsenal. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. And that others-centric mindset keeps me from being self-indulgent or from lifting myself up to a position that uh, is, is just not, is not me, uh, is not to be full of myself. It's to simply say, look, I want to stay on message. I want to encourage youth workers. I want to encourage you that are listening. I have a responsibility to you uh, so that when I get on this microphone and I talk to you, you know, I'm talking to you from a place of trust. Just the other day, I heard somebody at work say, who I also think is a practicing pagan, talk about the time that they spent in church and Sunday school and watch people say one thing and live another. And he said, and I paraphrase, I believe everyone has the right to believe in what they want to believe, 
but I am offended by those who are not practitioners of those beliefs. And I thought that was such a powerful statement uh, because I want to be a practitioner. I don't want to just be an echo, right? I don't want to just be regurgitating what other people say. I want to say what is in the core of my heart to be able to encourage and lift others up and be the example, uh, especially in front of, you know, coworkers like this, uh, who may be searching for an example, not a perfect example, but at least an honest example of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You know, I brought up earlier about a Dairy Queen and I do, I do love me some Dairy Queen, but last night I drove through the Dairy Queen to get my sea salted toffee blizzard. And, uh, by the way, Dairy Queen, not a sponsor of the show, but if you'd like to sponsor the show, Dairy Queen, hit me up. And I, there's a young man that is working there at the local Dairy Queen who was in my youth group, uh, for a few, at least a year. And, uh, he was a good dude, uh, really enjoyed having him in the group. Uh, you know, he was in middle school when I got him and he was probably, you know, a year in and was heading into high school. And, and that's when I left the church and I drove up to the ordering screen. And as I drove up to the order screen, I see this young man, he is wiping tables, his role, his responsibility for the night, uh, presumably was, you know, wiping down all the tables before they closed up for the night. And I see this young man and I wave at him and I go, Hey, how's it going? And you know, he can't hear me, but I'm, I'm saying, Hey, how's it going? And, uh, I drive up to the window and this young man had switched positions. He basically said, Hey, I'll take this window. And he comes up just so he can talk to me. Now it's been two years at least since I've spoken to him. But in that moment, it made me think for just a second, maybe I had a positive influence upon this young man that he would want to come up to the window just to have a connection, just to be able to say, Hey, Paul and, and, you know, give me my blizzards. And we had some brief conversation and I don't know what's going to happen after that, but I know I got about two or three more blizzards I got to go get, which means I have two or three more opportunities to influence and to use my leadership in any way I can to simply encourage this young man. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but I'm going to figure it out and maybe make an impact. Youth ministry never really stops. Even after you've retired from full-time youth pastoring, as I have, I still want to be faithful with the opportunities that God has given me. So to wrap up this episode, I simply want to say to you, live well, lead well, and love everyone. Don't do anything that's going to put your reputation at risk. Don't do anything that is going to cause mistrust in students, in parents, in your leadership, because your reputation, Tim Tebow said this well, uh, concerning a whole nother issue, but he says, listen, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and only a moment to destroy it. So my encouragement to you, youth leaders, be careful. Watch what you're doing. Live and lead well, and be sure you love every kid in that room, regardless of their situation, and you care for them because this is a long-term affair. Your influence is going to go on and on if you do it right. And that's it for this episode of the Youth Ministry Ownership Podcast. I hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you're motivated. And I hope this episode moves your youth ministry forward. Now you can take one of three actions. One, you can text me and say, hey, Paul, uh, listen to the show. Loved it. Uh, and I have a question. Uh, you can go over to iTunes and leave a review and say, hey, Paul, want to just leave a review for others because I want other people to find this podcast and be encouraged as I've been encouraged. Or you can say, Paul, I want to go a little bit deeper uh, into coaching and I want some help and I need some help going forward. I need help with planning an event. 
my discipleship process, whatever it is for you, uh, there's a link down in the show notes that will get you to the coaching and we can talk about it further. So that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening and I appreciate you guys being a part. We'll see you guys in the next episode.